So 561 Music now has a hotline. You can call us anytime at 561-203-9122 and ask us any questions you like, um, you know, some humorous ones or something about um, the guests we've had on the show or questions about gear or questions about the festival or anything you like. Um, it's, of course, 561 203 9122. We would love to hear from you. Um, we did a pretty fun little message, so you get to hear that too. Um, even if you just call up to listen to me and Hector trying to do a good phone message, that's a good enough reason. But yeah, we'd love to hear from you, so uh, please get in touch. Hi, guys. I know everyone says this on every YouTube channel, but please, could you like and subscribe? to 561 Music Podcast. It's a local music podcast and all we're trying to do is help local musicians get some exposure. So if you could like it, subscribe it, and uh, also hit the notifications button on the episode, we would really, really appreciate it. And if you're feeling generous, you could subscribe to the Spotify as well. Thank you. Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben, and Hector is not here today. Um, he has, bless his heart, put his back out. So um, uh, while you're editing this, Hector, just know that I'm thinking of you, poor chap. Uh, no one likes putting their back out. In fact, it's one of the most horrible things imaginable. You suddenly realize all of the little things that you do with your body that you didn't even realize you did. So I don't think he's having a very nice time. Um, so yeah, this weekend, uh, we played at Mego Mally's in Melbourne. That's always a good time for us. Uh, it was a bit of a weird one cause the, uh, sound guy forgot to come, I guess. So we had to figure out how to use a Behringer XR18, which, uh, is a lot of jargony talk for a, uh, mixer where that doesn't have any knobs or faders. You have to use an app on, on an iPad and I actually have one, but I very rarely use it. So, uh, we kind of struggled through that and, uh, managed to play the gig. And then, um, on Saturday we played at the square grouper. It is so hot out at the moment that I can't say that, um, those outside gigs are super fun, <laughs> but, uh, I think everyone else had a good time. So that's all that really matters. Um, and then, on Sunday, we played Rock and Riverwalk, um, which is... So, if you've ever been to Stewart, there's like a band shell, a kind of like a amphitheater thing in downtown Stewart, and uh, we played there in the afternoon, and that was cool. I, again, it was boiling hot. I got super sunburned, but uh, managed to get through to the end. It was all good, and I uh, had a good time. Lots of people came and uh, braved the weather. So, uh, thanks to everyone who came to that gig. If you're listening to this and you came to that gig, I appreciate your fortitude. <laughs> Uh, um, yes, yeah, so there's a couple of things that um, came up in my uh, social media feed, like some sort of memories. And I just sort of thought they were pretty funny in case you didn't see them. One of them was uh, very recently I was going along in my – sorry, last year. Very recently but exactly last year. Um, I was going I, – I, I was walking around my neighborhood and uh, I found a kayak next to someone's house that they were throwing away. thought it would be a really, really good idea to grab it and try and uh, head out onto the intracoastal in it. Turns out they were throwing it away because it had a big hole in it and it sank to the bottom of the intracoastal. And then it was really difficult to get out of the kayak. Complete nightmare. Um, so you can have a good laugh amongst yourselves about that, imagining me sinking to the bottom of the sea. Um, the, the other thing was uh, this time last year, literally today last year, I was uh, driving back from Stewart and like a whole gaggle of girls pulled alongside me and they were all like yelling out of their window. I couldn't figure out what was going on. Um, I, I think maybe they were recording a TikTok or something like that. I'm not sure. But um, anyway, they, their whole thing was they wanted to throw an Olive Garden breadstick out of their car and threw into my window. And it took me ages to realize that's what this was all about. So um, I was kind of trying to stay out of their way. And, and they, was, they, they, they were sort of zooming in closer and then like backing off and zooming in closer and backing off. And, um, and I was trying to avoid them. And it was this whole thing. Anyway, eventually I just sort of gave in. They pulled next to me and uh, they were like, yeah, we want to throw this breadstick. And they were like filming on their phone. I was like, all right, all right, let's do it. And they got it in first try and boom, just straight through the window, breadstick. And then uh, they wanted to throw more breadsticks in there and like a whole bunch of other stuff but by this point i'd uh, grown tired of the situation i just pulled into a gas station but um i ate the breadstick not gonna lie to you and it was good 
Anyway, um, we have the bit of Blue Jays with us today. How's it going, guys? Good. We have Brian, MJ, and Angela. Thanks for having us. Oh, thanks for coming, man. Thanks for coming. We recently played uh, a, a show together, didn't we? Yeah, we sure did. We played uh, the Love Festival in, in Boca, yeah, Prosperity. So, yeah, um, Ricky put on that Long Live the Scene festival. Yes, yes. Yeah, he's a trooper, man. He gets a lot of mentions on this podcast because of how much stuff he does in the Ricky's area. awesome, man. Ricky, Ricky works for the scene. That he, he does. He might be single-handedly keeping... Uh, a lot of stuff going. No doubt about here, it, for sure. No, he does a great job, and and you and uh, you know we we all, we honor him on here. We talk about him all the time. Good. He, he, yeah, yeah, Ricky's awesome, and the best part is he's always so enthusiastic about it. Yeah, it's like a show. Let's do it. Yeah, let's play. Exactly. Let's do it. Let's go out, get out there. Yeah, he's got that tenacity, yeah, that spirit. It's awesome. It rubs off on you. No, it does, man. You know, I I had the. Uh, pleasure of being able to do a few things with him you know he always helps out with the festival we do mm-hmm. and then also um he's been he plays the drums in a scar project that i'm doing at the moment and so i get to hang out with him a little bit cool guy right on yeah we like ricky a lot yeah, yeah. justin who's in the other room actually um filmed that you know they're bringing out with a documentary about um being on the tour the shake do you hear about that i didn't see no. it yet so it's no. pretty cool right they have it it hasn't come out yet but the the um there's this amazing sort of serialized documentary that they're bringing out and uh justin who's uh the man behind the curtain who does all the engineering here went on tour with him and filmed oh awesome yeah it was the shake and dominic delaney and um yeah man I, i've seen some of it because i was going to try and tidy up the sound mm. but it was really hard a and i did a pretty bad job b so we, we ended up just not not using my version of the sound because the original was better it was, it was really hard there was like all this sort of like um ambient noise which it's it's not it's not necessary to the point where it's like you would enjoy watching it, but there is a lot of ambient noise because they're in trucks mm-hmm. and they, you know in the street and stuff. And in trying to remove it, I just ended up making it worse. Making I, it worse. I, I just got to this point where it was like the voices were really reedy and stuff, you know. So I just, yeah, I left it. But um, it's really cool. So I've seen a bunch of it, and okay. it, you know it's really funny, man. So if you yeah. get a chance to watch it, yeah, we're yeah. definitely check that out. Yeah, Excited to see that for sure. Absolutely. Um, how did you guys meet Ricky? Uh, Ricky came into a store I worked at a lot, and he was friends with some mutual friends of mine. Right. And we just ended up meeting, booking some shows together. He put us on some shows, and oh, cool! So you just got chatting like just, randomly yeah, in the store. Yeah, there you go. That's mm-hmm. how most talk of about shows, happen. places to play, gear, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I think musicians can smell other musicians yeah, you know you absolutely look, you look across the room you're like okay yeah he, yeah, yeah. he she probably plays music <laughs> yeah, yeah that's awesome so um i think we're going to get on with, into the questions that we generally w- ask on this show and and the first one is how did you find yourself playing music brian like what was the uh like when you were young did you have lessons were your parents supportive what was the the beginning of all of this well i grew up kind of doing more sports than anything i kind of yeah. got into playing music a little bit later right but uh i did a lot of skateboarding and i got a lot i got hurt a lot yeah which leaves you lots of time to do other things yeah for sure i always listen to music as like as soon as i got an ipod they never came out of my ears yeah right. uh so i always loved it and one day i had the time picked up the guitar and been playing ever since nice man I how, took o- co- how old were you I don't remember how old. Were you a teenager or were you Yeah, I was probably in my teenager. I had kind of picked it up a little bit now and then, but I didn't really start taking it seriously until probably late teens. Right, gotcha. Yeah, Yeah, I took a couple of lessons early on, but they were trying to teach me uh, kind of classical, like how how to sight read, stuff like that. Yeah. And to me, it was just like... I would just like sit. opaque, just like yeah, not yeah. fun at all. Yeah. I would sit and just stare at it, and I was like, "All right, that's this, that's this, that's this." And then I'd go to play, and I'd be like, "I have no idea what I'm doing." No, I understand that, and I, you know, I don't teach guitar like that. I think mm. guitar is one of those instruments where, unless you're trying to learn classical guitar, mm-hmm. using like standard notation doesn't really make any sense. Right. You know, I, I just feel like it's um, it's a little bit of a. I mean, on some instruments, standard notation like classical notation work great mm-hmm. you know the saxophone piano something like that but because of the 
I don't know. Because of the way the guitar's laid out, it's just so difficult to read it like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I haven't done a ton of reading on guitar, but I've, you know, I, if I can avoid it, I, you know, yeah, I, I try and absolutely. use like any other means. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'll use tab and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, it was like a, I mean, it was learning another language and yeah. I wasn't good at it. Uh, <laughs> so enough. I, I kind of got to the point where I learned a few chords. Like I wanted to write songs. I didn't want to learn, you know. Other people's, yeah. Now I wish I knew a little bit more theory and right. kind of the workings of it. Yeah. But uh, I learned some chords and that's what I've been doing since. Cool. Just as soon as I could write a song, that's what I was doing. Yeah. I mean, I, I can relate to that. That's, you know, I, di- I didn't learn the, the guitar to learn a, a bazillion covers. I was trying to write yeah. my, my own songs from the get. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. It's definitely what it was about for me. Um, and, you know, all these teenage dreams of being famous. My um, brother was a drummer and we used to spend a huge amounts of time um, in our bedroom. You know, for years we sort of shared the same one. I, I went to a boarding school, so we weren't in it all the time. But when, when we were home, we'd be sleeping in the same room. And, um, yeah, he had a drum kit and I had a guitar and we just spent all of our time, all of our time yeah. playing, you know. Yeah, it was great. Do you have any family members who play music? My dad plays guitar and sings a little bit. Yeah. Oh, so cool. I did see him do it. And then uh, once I learned a little bit, we kind of got together and, and would play guitar and, and play some songs together, oh, which, sick. which is definitely awesome. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Yeah, my mom plays um, the piano and uh, the violin and a bit of organ. And um, actually, she's getting pretty good at organ now. She does, does it in her local church sometimes. My dad isn't like unmusical. He just doesn't, you know, he doesn't do it, mm-hmm. you know. Which, um, but my brother and sister are both really musical, and um, I've, I've played with them over the years. A lot of fun, especially my brother, because uh, yeah, like he does that for a living now. He's a he does he like masters for people and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, MJ, how did you find yourself playing music? Um, similar to Brian, I was um, I was always into sports growing up. That was like the jock. I never into music, but I. Um, my family, um, I, I was grateful to grow up in a family that had music playing all the time. My father played the guitar. My brother is actually really, really um, actually exceptional. Um, oh, a singer-songwriter, wow, cool. yeah, Jake Johns. Um, right, I should has, him up. Yeah, um, he has a musical project called Arden Room. Okay. Um, and actually his daughter, Mirabelle, has been playing and writing music as well. Sick, but, is that um, round here? No, they they live in, up in Pittsburgh. Okay. So um, we grew, I grew up in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, my dad had an epic uh, vinyl collection, so there was just constantly, um, you know, listening to The Doors and Fleetwood Mac and Led Zeppelin and Rolling Stones, Beatles, all that growing up. Yeah. I feel very grateful of that. Um, yeah, for sure. I feel like it was that. our birthright, you know, like a, a, our generation ended up listening to a ton of that growing up. And it's, it, it was great. It's you know, all the best, all the best rock and roll, really, you know, 60s, 70s stuff. Absolutely. And yeah. my, my mom was always a cool mom who had <laughs> took, took us to shows and stuff like that. So That's Rosa. Awesome. Shout out Rosa. <laughs> Shout out yeah. Rosa. No, but I mean, you know, she allowed my brother to have his band play in the basement. You know, they played a lot of po- Poison and Molly Crew and all that. So, yeah, that's anyways, awesome. I was just surrounded by music, oh, um, but I never got into it because I was too busy doing sports. You know, it seeps in the pores, there. though. You know, like if it's around you like that, just in, especially in terms of like, I mean, you play drums, so, yeah, especially in terms of like the rhythm of it. You know, right. I feel like if you're surrounded by it like that, it just kind of has a way of like osmosis getting right. into you a bit. It was important to us, uh, you know, each one of us. So yeah. Um, That's awesome. When did you start playing the drums? And then, so when I had some free time um, later, uh, I picked up a, a ukulele. I was going going through some heartache, and I started making. Uh, I can like, picture this: right? like heartache and a ukulele. <laughs> yeah, I picked up a ukulele, and I, and I just you know it was easier for me to play because I you know, I played some guitar from what my dad and my brother taught me and stuff like that. But you know, it was only like. You know, Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd and like sure, yeah. simple songs. Um, so I picked up a ukulele. I started writing, um, just writing sh- songs, um, anything from punk to hip hop to anything I felt, you know, oh, cool. some sad emo stuff too as well. <laughs> um, and then I just started, I met Brian 
um, I was wake- wakeboarding and he was taking photos. <laughs> and uh, we just randomly met at, at the wakeboard park. Oh, cool. And uh, we got to hang. Um, Is it that place that um, you, with the um, fake waves where you can just sort of yeah, – Yeah, yeah the pulley system, um, Quiet Waters Park. Okay, it's a pulley uh, system. Gotcha. It's called like Ski Rickson, and yeah, yeah, I've seen pictures of it. it looks yeah, really it's really cool. cool. I was doing like flips and stuff, and he was taking photos, and he was doing photography at the time. Oh, nice. I don't know. Some one thing led to another. We started talking, and we've been friends ever since. Like, we oh, were, like, cool. Inseparable. So, when um, was that? Like, so twenty. So that was probably 20? like two thousand. 14, 15. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was living at this place called the Tree. Well, we called it the Treehouse. It, right. uh, it wasn't an actual Treehouse. Yeah, um, you guys have a record called the Treehouse, right? We do. That's yeah. where all the magic called, happened. Called, yeah, that oh, was, uh, that's yeah. why. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. where we wrote all those songs. Yeah. So uh, I, I had like a I had like a loft, and I set up kind of just like a music area in the loft. You know, I got like an electrical kit, and then we just started jamming. Writing songs. Cool. Well, actually, no. We started doing like mashups. We were just playing, just jamming, ordering yeah, yeah. pizza and being stupid. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you know? no, I was I playing didn't. the ukulele, and then he's like, "Hey, you need to go on the drums." So that's basically where I started. Oh, right. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, did you end up getting lessons on it? I didn't. We we kind of just like like him self taught. Just yeah. Um, I mean, it you was. know, they just that- needed somebody. Yeah, you know, ry- rhythm, keep the steady beat, and yeah. we've always been kind of like raw and gritty, anyways. So yeah, that's awesome. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you know lessons are essential. You know, far from it. I think they can be very useful, but I don't think you know it's not like a requirement. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to like you're saying, you know, holding it down. You know, just right. full full beat. You know, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, do you, do you uh, I'm going to ask, ask this question now just because I'm curious and it kind of lead into what we we're talking about. Do you like practice like when, it, you know, like sort of rudiments type practice? Do you practice sort of like your skills on the drums? So we actually do a lot of practicing as a as a band. Right. Um, yeah. It's usually at my house and stuff like that. Um, yeah. That's where we practice a lot. I mean, apart from like hands yeah, <laughs> and yeah. sticks, like in my car and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, when I find the time, I go in there. But it's just, you know, it's I feel like not the same, not the same energy and vibe as jamming with your friends. Oh, absolutely, so. yeah. I think I, practice more for like the songs. Right. So like we're writing the songs and we're jamming more than she's doing rudiments yeah, or, yeah, or, or yeah. technique stuff like that. Same, gotcha, same gotcha. with me. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Angelo? Um, how did you find yourself playing music? So mine's the complete opposite of them. <laughs> I took lessons for years when right, I was right. like twelve, and then I went into music school. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, me too. To, yeah, so yeah, tell me a little bit about it. Which, um, how old were you when you started having lessons? Uh, about say eleven or twelve. Okay, yeah. were your parents sort of into you being a musician? Are they supportive? Uh, so I got into it because all my cousins and my brother played music, and right. I was like the last one to get into it. So I was oh. like, sure, yeah, I'll play. Just kind of following a path a little bit. Exactly. So yeah, that's cool though. Um, so what what was the, f- the first thing you started playing? Was it has it always been bass? Uh no. So it was a uh, guitar. It was my first instrument. So, gotcha. Yeah. So okay. I played guitar mostly in element uh, when I first started and in music school. Yeah. Do you but, still play a lot of guitar? Uh not really. It's yeah. bass now. It's bass, but I have nice guitars. That, yeah, sure. That, but I don't, barely play them. Right on. But yeah, for sure. And what music school did you go to? I went to FAU Music School. Oh, you went there? Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have some friends who who did music there. Mm-hmm. A yeah. friend, uh, Ben, who who went there, and he was uh, Ben Stokes, and he's a drummer, and he okay. he uh, he was my drummer for a little while. Yeah, he was. Uh, he even lived in my house for a while, which was nice. An unmitigated disaster. <laughs> anyway, I still love the kid. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so uh, I don't know if you guys have ever done it, but I'm just such a sucker for like having a couch guy who just ends up like being there for ages. Like it's just something that. that I don't know. I'm Did just. We have that? No, never. I don't think I had that. Yeah, Maybe yeah. for like a night or something. Uh, well, you, I tell you what, it hasn't really happened since I stopped drinking, which probably tells you a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds right. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, when you're sort of living that party lifestyle, it's easy to kind of have people hanging around, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, so once I slowed down. And, yeah, that's a good point. I don't think I've had a couch guy since then. Wavy one. I haven't won a couch guy since then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Hector always laughs because um, cause we'll be talking about someone and I'll, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, he lived at my house for a while. I'd be like, you kidding? It's like, again? <laughs> like all these people. Anyway, um, I think I've. At the beginning, I always think I'm doing them a favor, and I realize sort of as the time goes on, I'm not doing me or them a favor, no. you know, just creating a problem. <laughs> anyway, I digress. So, um, yeah, what other records do you have? You've got, you got Treehouse, but you um, so we were talking about this earlier. There's, there's, a, uh, there's a, like a mysterious first EP that we don't know too much about, right? There is. There is. We were talking about it because it's mysterious because we – can't remember it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's I can't remember the name. It was probably self-titled. Right. It yeah, was yeah. right when we started out. Are there any tunes for on the first one that you guys still play? Do we? I don't no. think so. No. I don't think so because we've kind of progressed. I think the first EP was kind of like a totally different sound. Right. Yeah. Different, different, different genre. For sure. Different, yeah. Different oh, wow. band. We oh. were also a two-piece back then. Okay. Uh, so a little bit different. It's it's somewhere. It's out there. Yeah, yeah. It, gonna, it's out there. I'm going to look the for it after this, see if I can find it. <laughs> yeah, just out of it's out there. And then the newer one you have, which is 2020, right? It's Blue Room? Yeah, Blue Room is our most our most recent one. It's It's been a bit now, but uh, that's definitely our most recent was that right before COVID? Yeah, it was yeah, right we, 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 right Well, we had our EP release party Oh, we had our EP release COVID. during the height of COVID. <laughs> which yeah, well, which was, that, that's like one of two. That can go one of two ways because either all these people sitting at home kind of like have something to do to listen to your record, you know, mm-hmm. so there's that. But you can't do an EP release party, you know. I mean, or you can, but you just, you know. And we did. We did. And <laughs> we did. it was not a great idea because we didn't want to promote it too much, but we wanted people to come. Sure. But I remember playing in full mask and bandana around my face. Which yeah, yeah. It just was awkward. Like a surgeon or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was fun. It was, it was actually a really yeah. fun, yeah. It was a fun night. Yeah, we got going pretty soon after. So I want to say by September, October, we were starting to do the odd thing. You okay. know, it's like March, everything completely closed down. Mm-hmm. Was, yeah, by about September, October, we'd, we're doing those mega social distance ones. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, before that, I tell you one of the good things about all of that nonsense was everyone got really, really good at home yes. recording, home everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and this place, actually, Live Music Community, was doing some awesome live streams. And um, in this very room, they were, we did a bunch of them, and they, you know, they got really well received. It awesome. was, yeah, it was cool. Kilbillies did one; it was rad. But um, yeah, so on the subject of um, you know home media, like uh, you, you've recorded all, all of your own music, right? Yeah, we've um, we have have done it all ourselves. Yeah, uh, we recorded. Treehouse in the treehouse. So most of it in the treehouse. Some most of it. it yeah. some I of can't it. remember. Um, well, we talked about it a minute ago. But is it actually a treehouse? It's like a loft. Is okay. it? It's, it's in a tree. It looks like it belongs in like the mountains in Vermont <coughs> yeah, or something. Like it's wood. very cool. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Okay. I, got I actually miss it. Yes, but you climb up a ladder, and it's to get up there. To get up there, and then you know we'd I, I've have like repelling gear and we'd repel beer and stuff and oh that's rad it was yeah. really cool <laughs> yeah, it was a, really it was cool a nice spot, space yeah. for sure getting amps up there is not fun oh, yeah, but right. other, <laughs> other than that that was a cool <laughs> spot yeah yeah, yeah for yeah. sure it sounds it man but yeah we recorded all ourselves uh treehouse was done mostly in the treehouse some yeah. of it was done in my apartment vocals and stuff were done in my it's apartment a, it's a really good name for an album and it is like lit- literal as well it's yeah. like you're just mm-hmm. one the recording yeah. is yeah exactly yeah, yeah. 100%. yeah we recorded everywhere uh blue room the the most recent one we did actually in angelo's house it wasn't and, in a blue room by any chance was that no so, <laughs> no so that's where the pla- practice space blue room is, is actually right. the the practice space that we moved into after treehouse okay so, so there once, is kind of a theme once yeah. the treehouse was gone we moved into the blue room okay that's cool yeah, yeah. um yeah, so when it comes to recording your own stuff, um, what are you using? Are you are you got like a Mac and Logic like me and most other people? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. For uh, for that stuff, we use the Adobe Audition, some yeah. of that, 
and then we use Logic Pro, yeah, uh, Mac, some yeah. some mics. Uh, you you use these guys, right? We were talking yeah, about earlier. Yeah, I actually use a seven B for pretty much everything. I know um, they're so versatile. You can almost use it on a bass, uh, yeah. a kick drum. You know, yeah, we we you have used we this have, on yeah. kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we yeah. use it on everything, but we 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 use whatever we have. Yeah. So we recorded them live. Right. So that's cool. The drums got whatever mics we had, and yeah, and uh, guitar amps and stuff had whatever was left over. So a lot of fifty sevens, seven Bs, just whatever was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like you can kind of disappear up your rear end with the recording sometimes. You know, it's like some some of the most beloved recordings are pretty rough around the edges. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. And, and I think what ends up happening too is people. Like me, who start obsessing about it over, a, you, you'll start reintroducing roughness to the tune mm-hmm. because you've taken it all yeah, out. You made it yeah. too clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. You know, I always think about that with uh, you know when you're making uh, MIDI drum beats mm-hmm. and then you press like the humanize button. Mm-hmm. It's like you're a human. Yeah, just play <laughs> yeah. it. You know, <laughs> yeah. need it'll a throw like fake swing on it. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's too perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do it all the time, everything. and I mm-hmm. find myself thinking, "What am I doing right now?" Yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. Anyway, um, yeah, that's cool. So um, you, you record the rhythm section as one chunk, and then you just record the vocals over the top, basically. Is that? Yeah, we would do a scratch vocal right. during it, and then the vocals are overdubbed. Yeah, okay. And, and but everything else is live, single take kind of. Are you sending it off to get mastered, or are you doing that yourself? Yeah, we do it all. Wicked. Yeah, I've, I've done all the engineering, all the mixing, all the mastering. Nice. Um, did you ever have any experience with that prior to just no. jumping into it? No, I just did it. That's um, awesome. I did. Uh, I did kind of sit in on some sessions with with some friends, so I would learn kind of some tips here and there. Yeah. I have uh, a friend who used to live in the area. He played in a band called Peyote Coyote. Yeah. And for a bit. Him, a group of friends, and then I joined in. We're doing some live sessions called Infinite uh, Channel. Okay. So some live performance, and he would do all the mixing and and uh, that kind of stuff for it. So I would, we would hang out. I'd watch what he's doing, kind Shatter of learn a little exactly. Bit just, yeah, yeah. But a lot of it, I just learned on the spot. You know, I moved yeah. stuff, and if it sounded worse, I'd put it back, and if yeah, it sounded yeah. better, I'd leave it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that, I mean, I think most of us, and me for the most part, learn by trial and error. You know, like I, there's definitely been. Some things I've been told that have like moved me along yeah, a long absolutely. way, but but a lot of the stuff is just trying to. One of the things that it took me a long time to realize is that not a long time, to, but you know, the first couple of years of me mixing and stuff when I when I was young, it's like you know, there's only so much turning up you can do before yeah. you know. It's more about like what can you turn down, you know, mm-hmm. in the EQ, what can you take out, not what can you add. You That's know? what I learned about mixing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a yeah. lot of the stuff is uh, is taking stuff out. Exactly. Yeah, it's you, like you definitely want to take stuff out more than add. Yeah, exactly. Or else things start to sound weird, and <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All of a sudden, it's yeah. like redlining. You yep. gotta go turn everything down, but then it sounds different. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like these days, I feel pretty confident with my with my mixing and it's but it's i mean i've been at it for you know over 20 years yeah and i feel like only now am i like all right i feel like i can get somewhere <laughs> that's good yeah 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 um, i just do it and yeah so far people have liked it no it sounds gotten, great yeah you're compliments great job, on stuff people that i look up to a lot more than my own set of skills are like that sounds great and i'm like perfect yeah man no i mean i've listened I, to you Jesus. Just, it sound great yeah i just wing it and um yeah. Hell yeah. You know, they'll give me advice and I'll tweak stuff. And each EP got significantly better sounding. Yeah. yeah. So that's <laughs> I did notice that a little bit between, yeah. you know, the second one and the third. I haven't heard the first yeah. one. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'll notice that. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. That's awesome, though. Um, and, uh, yeah, so you guys are all from sort of like Delray, Boca area, right? Yep. What kind of places do you play most mostly? So... Well, again, when we came out of COVID, a lot of the places that we played at are just not there anymore. And a lot of the bands we played with are not there anymore. A lot of them moved and stuff like that. So, you know, we played at like Poor and Famous, Churchill's, uh, Miami, we played down at, what's it, Las Rosas? Yeah. Um, We've played Propaganda, I think that recently closed. Yeah, that that recently closed. Miami's tough for, like, bands, you know? There are places, but it's tough. 
Yeah. Yeah, we've done most of the the whole local kind of West Palm down to Miami, all the places. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. How busy are you like with with gigs? Are you trying to play a lot or these days not so much. We've kind of we're kind of picking choosing okay. gigs a little bit more. Yeah. Uh I think we're all a little bit busier now than than at one time, but right. uh COVID definitely slowed things down. I'd say before COVID we were playing every week. Yeah. It we felt were like playing. sometimes two shows a week yeah. kind right. of thing. Have you ever done those ones where you gotta play for a long time and you get you know, pay, like like kind of bog type gigs, or like the it? like the three hour set things. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. we we've been asked to do a lot of that, but uh, we do most. We do all originals. Yeah, it's fun to throw a cover in there that sure. we like and have fun playing. But uh, well, it's a slippery slope, you know. Like yeah. Kilbillies does the original gigs, but we also do those kind of mm-hmm. long ones, and yeah, and it's it ends up, you know, it can completely. S- become the band if you're not yeah. careful mm-hmm. you have to keep a real eye on it yeah yeah yeah. it's definitely one of the harder things the hardest thing about killbillies is not relaxing into just being a bar band mm-hmm. because it's so easy to do it really yeah is. absolutely yeah you've got to keep pushing that original side of it otherwise you know otherwise all of a sudden you're standing there playing Folsom prison blues and lose the will to live you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. fall backwards off the stage yeah <laughs> but uh you know it's not i don't I, Firstly, Folsom Prison Blues is a great song, but I must have played it 20,000 yeah, times. absolutely. And, and, and secondly, I, I don't mind playing co- covers. I, I enjoy it, but, you know, you just don't want to be that all you are, mm-hmm. you know? It's depressing. I was talking to a friend of mine. Um, do you know that band Everyman? Remember those yeah, guys? absolutely. Yeah, I was talking to Serge um, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago about, um, about that... Uh, you know what? What do you do if you're if you're a band that sort of plays in bars but is also originals? And and I was talking about like the the pub, like the sort of public sort of uh, view of 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 bands like that. And it's like if you if you even do those bar bar gigs like a bit, do you just become a bar band in everyone's heads? And and I think that there is there is a bit of that. I think you have to do quite a lot of work to get away from that. You know, if you are deciding to do both, you definitely. Mm-hmm. You have to make it clear that you've got this other side right. as well. You know, you have to kind of go on about it a lot. Otherwise, people just... I mean, Spread the Dub are a good example of a band that manages to straddle both, mm-hmm. you know? Because, yeah, they do those yeah. three, four-hour gigs, but when I think of Spread the Dub, I don't think, oh, it's a bar band, mm-hmm. don't, you know? So mm-hmm. it can be done, you know? Yeah. you just got to work hard on it, that's all. Um, yeah, cool. So uh, when it comes to... Um, your social media presence are you uh who's doing the social media stuff uh me and mj i'd say mj does most of it try uh she tries to do most of it right yeah uh, although it we just called each other slackers yesterday yeah <laughs> we kind of fall yeah yeah so it's mj We're, just holding uh, it down with that are you, are you doing everything oh, have you got you. stuff on everything are you doing tiktok not no, yet no, we don't have a no TikTok. tiktok we yeah. um I feel like most of the stuff is on Instagram these days. Yeah. We did do a lot of Facebook. Um, I used to run that and my account got hacked. Oh, so right. now I That's can't get into so the page at all. Do you know Andy Johnson, that guy? Um, uh, he's just a sort of Lake Worth mm-hmm. guy. Is it, is it a, do you know that band Billy Doom is dead? I've heard, I've heard yeah, of it. Yeah. Okay, he's the bass player. Okay. And he used to be the bass player for my band, okay. No Name Scar Band. He was in, in that band. But um, I completely forgot why I was talking about him. Oh, anyway. Did you get hacked? Huh? Did you get hacked? Yes. There yes. you go. Oh, thank God. Thank you. Yeah. My brain just went completely blank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got hacked recently. And it's been happening to a lot of... It happens all the time, doesn't it? Yeah. I dread that because all of all of my band stuff is connected to it. You know, it would go into everything. Everything. Yeah, yeah. 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 It'd be a complete nightmare. It made me want to change my password when I get home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been able to get since. Yeah. So that's, that's it. It's not my page anymore. Oh, MJ, luckily, still has yeah, I'm access it down, to it. So. Oh, Props to whoever's right. doing the Killbillies uh, yeah. social media. You have a great preference. Pre- well, we have a um, this girl, Danielle, um, woman lady yes. danielle that does it for us and um and she does an absolutely bang up job yeah yeah i have um, to agree she's like a you know the fourth member of the band at this point that's great you know like she does so much for us and uh I'm eternally thankful for it um you know it's it i feel like 
to do it properly is almost you know it's almost a full time job. You, yeah. you know, if right. you're really going to do it properly, mm-hmm. you got you got to be taking pictures all the time. You know, you got you, you got to be posting like every day on like all of the different things. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's a nightmare. I think um, a lot of people have a lot of luck with TikTok, and I've been thinking maybe we should be doing more on there, but it's. It's only so many hours in a day. It's true. Yeah. This is true. Should we get, <laughs> should we get TikTok? Angela, should we switch to TikTok? Yeah, should try it. Maybe Angela can set that one up. Yeah, yeah there you right. go. Okay. Look maybe out for Bitter Blue Jays on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that'll be the thing that tips you over the edge. All of a sudden, Bitter <laughs> Blue Jays are world famous. Yeah. World famous TikTokers. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever been out of Florida on tour or anything like that? No. Right. No. no. We, um, we, we, we had the opportunity to uh, go with some friends to uh, to play, uh, do a kind of a little tour in Japan. Oh, yeah, which, yeah, with, with Yeah, yeah, with Mike Locke. We had, uh, kind of, that was what, a few, few years ago? Yeah. It feels like many years ago. Yeah. Um, which we regret. Which, we should have. Yeah. Japan sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, I, I, I've been there once with a band. It was my band Sonic Boom 6. I had a really good time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, mostly just because everything was just completely alien. Uh, like, anything you look at, you're like, whoa. You know, cause I, yeah. I, I learned a, a ton. Mm-hmm. The weird thing is that you don't understand anything written down or anything anyone's saying. Because if you go to, like, France or Italy or somewhere like that, you can figure out what's mm-hmm. going on, right. you know. But in Japan, you just... I have no idea. Yeah. You know, like, luckily we had like a guide with us. The guy who, um, the I don't know, like the PR guy who was kind of looking after us, mm-hmm. and, and um, yeah, without him, we would have just been lost yeah. at sea. I don't know what we would have done. Yeah, it was cool though. We yeah, played we, some pretty awesome. We shows. would love to do that um, at the time. Kind of, we didn't have the time. Yeah, yeah. But does Mike speak Japanese? That's a good question. I think. I think so. He right? must. A yeah. Bit, right? yeah. Well, big up to Mike had, I, if, if yeah. you're listening. Mike Locke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're a legend. What's Mike, up? So. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. So um, I think this actually might be a good point for you to go, guys to play us some tunes. You up for that? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do absolutely. it. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it.
Hey everyone, Justin here, co-producer of 561 Music and owner of Live Music Community. Last year, I went on the road with The Shake to film a DIY tour. I decided to promote it by showing you the entire thing in this 30-second clip. Well, now that it's almost over, I hope you'll watch the trailer out now on LMC's YouTube channel. Our handle is at LMC Florida. Episode 1 drops Monday, July 31st at noon, and will drop new episodes every following Monday. Once again, that's youtube.com slash at LMC Florida. 561 Music is sponsored by Harmony Management Group. Are you looking for help with your bookkeeping, tax prep for your music business or other small business? Do you need something notarized? Does your construction-related business need help in protecting receivables? How about a gift basket to say happy birthday, get well, or thank you for your business? If you answered yes to any of these questions, Harmony Management is your solution. After 30 years and two corporate jobs, Mary started working her side hustles full-time, and six years ago, Harmony Management Group started evolving from a business platform which didn't exist to what it is today, intertwining her three passions and creative sparks, all from the same office. The past several years, Mary has become the go-to accountant to the local scene's musicians and artists. Need help? Give her a call today at 561-420. 5652 or visit harmonymanagementgroup.com. Now, I can personally say that Mary is an absolutely wonderful accountant and she really understands the world of artists and musicians. She's been a huge help to Killbillies and we are so proud to have her as a sponsor because she really cares about the local music scene and the local art scene. If you need help with the paperwork side of any small business, Mary has got your back. Again, the way to get in touch with her is 561-420-5652 or you can visit harmonymanagementgroup.com. We are also sponsored by Oasis Root. Now, Oasis Root Carver Bar is in Seagrape Square on Indian Town Road and it is a carver bar. If you don't know anything about carver, it's a Polynesian root that you grind up and you mix with water and it has been in Polynesia for potentially thousands of years it's a it's an old thing that um they used for kind of ceremonial and also um sort of ledger purposes it's meant to be something where you know that brings people together um you will take a a shell of carver and chink them together and say bula and have it together like that it's meant to be something to bring people together it's uh has a kind of an effect which is i guess a kind of a slightly warming effect and it just kind of makes you feel nice it's not particularly intoxicating it's not like drinking alcohol so the atmosphere in a carver bar is sort of like um a cross between a regular bar and uh, a coffee house it's pretty chill in there um you get all sorts of different types of carver bars some of them are more like a club you know this sort of like black light and edm playing and some of them are more like a cafe this is one of the cafe type of ones it's it's super chill in there if you're looking for somewhere to i don't know maybe go and do some work on your laptop or go and have a chat with friends it's perfect for that kind of thing there's a foosball table in there if that's your jam or baby foot as they call it in france and uh yeah jim the owner is a really cool guy and he has very kindly sponsored our podcast so thank you very very much for that jim they also do a poker night in there all sorts of things going on at oasis root carver bar 561 Music is sponsored by Live Music Community. It's where we film the podcast that you're listening to right now, and it's also where I work. Gavin, Hector's son, was a student here for a long time, and in many ways he's the musician he is today because of the teachers at Live Music Community. We taught him not only about his instrument, but also about being in a band, and his band, Unemployed Youth, accomplished a lot of goals, mostly band etiquette, how to work together, and all of the nitty-gritty that goes into being in a band on a day-to-day basis. The student signs up for lessons, learns their instrument, joins a real band, and decides the direction it goes in. And we can take people from very young age, you know, six or seven years old, all the way up to 80. You know, there's no age limit here. Um, We've run an adult program for people who want to be in a band as adults. But really, the main focus is on the on the kids and getting them playing together and in bands. Um, We are also a studio, a live stream venue, and we can record audio or video. The Killbillies live album, Warts and All, was recorded here. 
it was recorded during a live stream that we did during COVID. Justin had a great idea to record live streams during COVID. A ton of bands came in and it was a real success. Um, but outside of that, we can record albums. We can help you with your EPK. And we have full audiovisual capabilities here. LMC is in Palm Beach Gardens on the northwest corner of Military Trail and North Lake Boulevard. It's north of the gas station right before you get to North Lake on Military Trail. And if you go to livemusiccommunity.com, you have all the information you'll need right there. Thanks. Okay, so we've just been listening to an ad for Live Music Community, which is where we are right now. Do you have any advice for upcoming musicians, by any chance? Anyone? Got any advice, my uh, dudes? I mean, I think real, real is rare, so I would say... You know, just to uh, have fun and stay true to who you are. Yeah, Maybe, easier said than done, you know actually. I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. It's good advice. That's all I got. I tell that to I tell that to um, my students all the time. You know, you'll get people come in and and they'll sing a song and they'll put like a really heavy accent on or or, or be trying to sing it exactly the same way the person did it. You know, I'll be like, just sing it as yeah. if you're, you know, just be yourself. You exactly, know? absolutely. Yeah, that is actually very good advice, honestly. Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's good. Yeah. Anyone else got any pearls of wisdom for us? I think uh, just I think just just do it. Yeah. If you want to play music, just do it. If you want to play the show, just do it. Yeah, exactly. Don't wait for the the right piece of gear. Yeah. Don't wait for uh, the opportunity. Just go out and do it. Yeah, it's all there waiting for you. Exactly. Yeah. Totally, man. Leave the house. Go and do yeah, exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, cool, man. What? Um, who writes the songs in the band? Is it like a group effort or what's the deal with that? I'd say uh, kind of lyrically i do right um and i also kind of make the framework of the songs right i'll i'll do most of it on guitar and then i'll bring it kind of to the to the practice or the jam and we build it from there as as a a group gotcha okay Yeah, yeah i mean that's that's pretty you know that's how a lot of people work do you have a writing process to get that first little bit down you know i don't it's it's real strange um it kind of just happens yeah um, like if I'm if I'm listening to something and I get an idea, I might write something down and then I might write the whole song right there. Right. Or, I quite often get ideas when I'm listening yeah, to music. Yeah, or if I'm watching TV or or I see a movie and something's interesting, it'll it'll go from there. But then uh, that's, that's another thing. Yeah, I get sometimes watching TV too. The other mm. day, like you you always hear stuff that you don't you wouldn't usually hear, like because um, people. You know, there's all these composers out there who are just writing music just for TV and movies, yeah. and a lot of people are really talented. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, you do some of that. <laughs> I just yeah. do the instrumental stuff. That's like, cool, man. Yeah. I've been doing a little bit of that too. Do you record it all yourself? Yeah. Just oh, that's rad. Myself, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What kind of stuff are you recording on? Are you using Logic? Uh, I use Ableton mostly. Ableton. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. How did you find yourself? Uh, with that gig like if, I'm, I'm very curious about this stuff because I do a little bit of m- myself like yeah, uh, it was kind of random but just some guy emailed me through my SoundCloud and oh, then he cool. was like you want to do this I was like cool yes have you done a lot <laughs> of it uh not really like a few so- few of my songs have been on like Catfish or like MTV shows nice yeah so that's wicked is yeah. it like what kind of music is it it's just like a I'll say electronic or like indie Oh, uh, hip-hop-ish sometimes, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to talk to you about that afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, cool. So uh, can you tell us a bit about what the two songs we were just listening to were about? Uh, so we just played Any Other Girl. Um, that song's kind of just about that feeling when you find someone and, and nothing else matters in that moment. Yeah, yeah. You know? that's the best feeling in yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah. You just try and capture that, and I know if only you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just about it's about a girl. Yeah, I think that you know, we're, I don't know why I'm broaching this enormous topic, but um, the uh, like, you, yeah, you get that initial rush, don't you? That kind of, and it's not passion; it's just that weird cloud nine thing that yeah. you get. Just you know, everything's wonderful, and like you know the. The rain falls differently and, like, you know, just super happy about everything all the time. And then, you know, as as you, as you relationships go on, I feel like the love grows, 
But you can never have that. You know, it's like that that first little bit. You know, that's that's a one time yeah, everything. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is a shame. I think people get addicted to that. Yeah, they chase it. Yeah, 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 totally. And I think you know, I'm wise enough to know that that's a bad idea. You know yeah. what I mean? Just jumping, but, but uh, you know, I've been married for a long time, but, and and I think that you know the the love that you get from being with someone for a really long every now and again i'll get flashes of it you know i'll be lying in bed and and in the morning or something like that looking my wife asleep and i'll get that you know flashes of that same feeling you know yeah it's definitely uh yeah i remember a few times in my life when you know i've had that kind of like initial love feeling yeah there really is nothing like it it's it's one of a kind yeah no doubt man um you know and i hope that everyone's had that feeling at some point in their lives because it's that feeling of like is it going to be reciprocated is it going to be reciprocated and then it is you yeah. know what I mean? that feeling that relief almost i don't mm-hmm. know yeah 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 it's an incredible feeling totally man what uh, um what was the other song about we also played a song called pawn which is actually kind of the exact opposite right of uh, any other girl yeah, and that's kind of like how you were saying. You're hoping it's reciprocated. That's yeah. kind of the event where it's not reciprocated, right? Where you feel that same kind of thing, and then you find out they don't feel that same kind of thing. Yeah. So one sided. That's kind of like the yearning. Exactly the the soul crushing version of yeah. any other girl. Gotcha. Well, there's, there's some great songs, and um, I I've seen you you know. You're on social media and stuff like that, but I didn't know a lot about you, and so I'm glad that we got this opportunity to to listen to your tunes because I really like them. And you know, I'm gonna. I've, one of the cool things about this podcast is that I find myself in a situation where, like, ninety percent of the time, I'm listening to local music now. Yeah. You know, because there's always someone to listen to for the podcast, and then um, also, you know, half the time I end up really liking the music on the podcast, and so it just gets into rotation. You know, and if you're listening to this, I mean. Th- there's almost no way if you're listening to what I'm saying right now, like three quarters of the way through this podcast, that you don't already listen to local music. But if you don't, then, you know, you should. Because it's, it's you know, as good, if not better, than, than anything, anything, you know, on a grand scale, international type music. Because, uh, you know, it, I, I don't know, it's more interesting. Like, I think that um, if something has completely broad appeal that every single person likes it, you know, there's a chance it probably isn't that interesting. You know, I think yeah. local music has all in all its little quirks and um, idiosyncrasies is a is a better listen, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And there's <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of really good local talent. Yeah, a lot of a lot of really cool music, a lot of really cool songs. Um, it's out there. You just gotta find it. Exactly. Yeah, I I think that it's with with the way that we listen to music now and the streaming thing and just the sheer amount of it. It's easy to get that kind of kid in a candy store sort of wall eye, like inability to kind of focus on one thing and you don't know where to start. And I think half the time, just start. Just yeah. search, just search around, just Absolutely. see what you can find. You know, don't worry too much about it. Is this cool or whatever? You know, yeah. just listen to some stuff. Or just go to a, go somewhere. Yeah. Go to a place where there's people playing and you're going to see some cool bands. Yeah. No some doubt, bands you've man. never heard and, you know. You might find your new favorite band. Totally, man. Do you have any bands around here that you that you like? I've, I've had a lot of. Them. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. Octogata. Yeah. Some some bands have kind of come and went. Yeah. They've, they've people have moved. They've kind of started new projects and stuff like that. Yeah, I I know that. Um, when I first moved here, the whole scene was that kind of swamp punk kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, bands like Everyman and, and all those kind of bands. And that that was like the big punk thing happening when yeah. I moved here. And um, Killbillies was influenced by that, especially at the beginning. I feel like now we don't really sound like that, but um, it was definitely a huge influence on us at the beginning. And um, and it was awesome, too, and those shows were crazy and rowdy. Yeah, you know? super. Those shows were awesome. Uh, yeah. I think one of my favorite local bands that I can recall kind of from that era was uh, Viva La Vox. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. That band was incredible and every show I went to it was blew my mind. Yeah. I was like, I want to play shows. Yeah, totally. And they're still kind of together but like yeah, a small yeah, sort of... Yeah, yeah. They've, they've kind of moved here and there. Uh, yeah. They live somewhere else yeah. now, don't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I follow 
Scarecrow Jenkins. Yeah, and, you know, absolutely. Yeah, see what he's up to all the time. Yeah, those. I, I think a lot of those bands were really cool too because they put on a really good visual show as yeah. well instead of just kind of here's some some people playing music on this stage. They, yeah. they had a look. They had a stage presence, all of that. They put on like a show show. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it was punk in the, in the way that it was – I mean the music was good, but in the live setting, it wasn't the point. You know, it yeah. was just the energy was the point, yeah. you know. And that's like – you know, that's – a lot of good punk rock is that you know it's just Absolutely. the feeling it gives you mm-hmm. the yeah the whole thing the aesthetic you know not just like you know what notes are being played you absolutely know? yeah no they yeah all those bands were you know there was a lot of great bands in there i'm trying to remember some other ones there was um my friend cecil was in one what were they called fellow with a big beard i can't it doesn't matter i can't remember <laughs> what they were called they were amazing though anyway he wrote actually my friend cecil lunsford wrote a really really good article about the whole scene i'll see if i can dig it up and if it because he sounds like you liked that if i can't find yeah, it i'll absolutely. send it your way yeah. he just really managed to kind of like crystallize that whole yeah, thing yeah I, I loved all that stuff every 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 men's show i went to was was a blast yeah for sure i got to play the last sort of three or four of their shows um because i was playing like accordion and um and, and a bit of like sort of extra guitar and stuff okay. like that and it was like a you know it was like a i felt stoked you know i was yeah. like being able to play in my favorite band kind yeah of thing, absolutely. You know? it was awesome and um actually i just got made a uh um w- one of their t-shirts the one that has like the the upside down horseshoe on it and, mm-hmm. and stuff and the, sorry the, the, it was the weird upside the umbrella that was like has an umbrella and an upside down mm-hmm. horseshoe on it. That one, um, yeah, with the rain under the umbrella. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got the, uh, I got in touch with Serge and I asked him to give me the art for it. And I like, I've, I've made my own Everyman merch with the, That's with the thing because they don't have any t-shirts left. So, That's you know, amazing. Like, yeah, yeah. I've, I've actually got to go and pick them up from the guy. Like he just told me today is finished. So. That's got to be the, the biggest compliment. Yes, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> it's bootleg merch. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but he was up for it. He didn't give a shit. That's you know? awesome. Yeah, he was dead. Uh, um, yeah, cool. So, uh, let's, why don't we have a little bit of a, t- a chat about your very nice uh, cherry red Gibson? What's going on with that? How long oh, have you had that? I've had that for. I've I've got a few guitars. I've, right. I've had that for a bit. Um, that is kind of like a very early '60s reissue yeah. of, of a three thirty five. Um, I really like those guitars. Yeah. The, that first mystery EP yeah. was record. We I recorded that with uh, a Tobacco Burst 335, which, oh. which is now long gone. So I've kind of gone full circle. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm really liking too. Um, I've got a uh, Heritage um, 335, uh, you know, clone or whatever. The, you know, yeah. Like the similar thing, and I, I play. Yeah, I play it a lot, man. You know, I like. I like playing like it's really good for I find it really good for like all sorts of things. It's got so much body. Yeah. You know, and and you can play jazz on mm-hmm. it, you can you know, you can play funk on it, sounds great. Funk sounds great on yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Those I, guitars are awesome. You play anything on it. Yeah. Angelo's got one too as yeah. as well. Yeah, so just amazing yeah, guitars. Awesome. We we kinda had a I kinda started playing kind of Gibson guitars, humbuckers, Les Pauls, that kind of stuff. And then I moved kind of to playing more Fender style guitars. Yeah. And and now I'm back. I'm yeah, back on the, that body plays so well, especially since we're a three piece band. Yeah. So we can kind of fill out the sound a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I have I an it. I have an Acoustasonic Jazzmaster, which awesome. is um for what I do with Kilbillies just works really good. Because it, it, I need to be able to have like an acoustic mm-hmm. sound, but I need to be able to move around on it real fast. Yeah. And also um, it's nice to have something that doesn't have like a, a big sort of empty body like that because I feel like they don't really hold up that well in the weather. You mm-hmm. know, it starts to screw yeah. up. So I am a little bit worried about the fact it has a chip in it because at some point that's probably because I'm outside so much, mm-hmm. you know. So we'll see. But so far, yeah. so good anyway. Touch wood. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what's what you guys got coming up? You got um, you getting back in the studio? Yeah, we're actually uh, we've been writing some songs. Uh, we've had we also have. A few songs that kind of we've been holding on to. Yeah. Uh, so we're we're looking to get in the studio, record a, some new music to put out. It's it's been a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah nice. We we kind of took a little bit of a break, uh, 
a little bit of a forced break. Right. But now uh, we're looking to get some stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good stuff, man. Well, um, good luck with all of that. And, uh, you know, if it's anything like the stuff you've already released, then it will be great. And if it's different, I'm sure it will be different and better. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to <laughs> Um Yeah. So uh, what have we got coming up? Kill Billy's has. So we're playing DAS, D-A-S, in Avicoa on Friday from 7 to 10. And uh, if you've never been to Abacoa, it's basically in Jupiter, just a bit further west. And if you've never been to Das, it's just... It, it used to be called Das Beer Garden. It's a uh, like a, a, a craft beer place. Really cool. And they have a stage outside, and uh, and we, we play there on that stage outside. And I've got a bunch of my friends coming, so it should be a rowdy one. So if you want to party on Friday night, and it's not too uh, like late of a party, we're playing 7 to 10, then come and hang out with us there. And then... I've got a solo gig on Sunday at a place called Golden Juicery in Jupiter, and that's just me hanging out and sort of jamming away on my uh, on my guitar with a looper. So if you want to come see me do that, um, I've got pretty good at it if you ask me these days. So uh, come and come and uh, check out my solo set. I'm going to play uh, some originals um, and then just kind of jam out on some covers too. I'll be there from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. The other good thing about Golden Juicery is that. Everything they sell there is delicious. They have all this kind of like health food, sounds, which sounds terrible, I know, but it's, it's wonderful. They you know, like breakfast stuff and wonderful and juices and stuff like that. So I like going there. I like hanging out in there. I just had to have a meeting with a friend of mine, Jacob Tacos, and, uh, and we, uh, we picked there because it was just such a chill place. So I go, I go there on my free time. So you should come see me play there. Anyway, um, that's basically it. If you want to. Uh, you know, help five six one music out. We we always need we always need like you know a bit of help like sponsorship or or any kind of donations. This is a you know we're not getting paid any money to do this. We're just doing it for the the music community and trying to help people have some kind of like a platform or another thing to do in the area. And so um, you, you can go on our website. It's uh, 561music.com or you can find us on our social media. Um, 561music podcast is on, is the, you know, that's the handle for all of the social media and the YouTube. If you're listening to this is 561music podcast as well. Super easy to find. It'd be great if you could do all the like and subscribe and follow stuff. I know everyone always says that to the point where when I say it, you probably just hear white noise, but we would really, really appreciate it. If you did, it does make a difference. Helps with the algorithms and all that stuff. And here's me pretending I know what algorithms are, and you know it is what it is. Just please do it, like and subscribe that stuff. It'd be, we'd, we'd really appreciate it if you did that. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It means a lot to us that we get to do this because we love the music scene down here. And guys, thanks so much for coming on it. Yeah, Thank absolutely. For thanks us. for having us. Pleasure. Yeah, yeah. It was a pleasure to meet you guys. Thank you. Yeah, wicked. All right. We'll see you later. <laughs>